While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. working welcome to south coast tonight i normally say on thursdays chris will be back tomorrow but chris won't be back tomorrow and i won't be back tomorrow tomorrow jess machado's filling in for us chris and i are um having a uh well we got the night off and jess will be in for us tomorrow so i'm here tonight i'm taking your calls at 508-996-0500 but first, we're joined by Terry Cripps, the animal officer at, uh, in uh, in Fairhaven. Hey, Terry, how are you? Ah, great. Thank you for having me. So, Terry, um, what is the role of an uh, animal officer uh, in the town of Fairhaven or in any town in the Commonwealth? Well, Fairhaven, we're kind of unique here. Um, we have our not only my animal control officer, we also have an uh, uh, animal shelter. Uh, a lot of towns don't have animal shelters, you know, Dartmouth, Westport, um, New Bedford doesn't have an animal shelter. They have to contract out. Mm-hmm. But uh, luckily, our our, um, our community great, uh, greatly supports us. Um, so we uh, we are we are town funded uh, okay. in, at the shelter. You know they they do um, they do uh, fund us. But uh, any extras or anything like that, you know, we have to uh, uh, hit up the public for donations. Okay, we have a gift account that we uh, we draw off, uh, draw off of a lot. So um, so. When do you go out in like? Do you go out and like if you if there is like a stray cat or a stray dog or something like that? Yeah. Yep. And you see, do, are you out in patrol like trying to uh, find? Not, them? not on patrol. Um, basically, we we get dispatched out by the police. I fall into the police department, and okay. uh, we get dispatched by the police. You know, lost dogs. Um, we we technically do not deal with wildlife, but we are the first responder to it. So, okay. um, if uh, there is an injured wildlife. Um, technically, it's not our job to take care of that, yeah. but um, sometimes trying to get mass wildlife because they're spread very thin. Right, um, we will uh, we'll transport it out to out to the Cape, the mass wildlife out there, the uh, the uh, wildlife rehab out there, and then they'll make the determination on what they're going to do with the with the with the animal. But like foxes, coyotes, we get we get all the calls, mm-hmm. but we don't. Um, you know, I can't go out and just grab a grab a coyote because someone saw it running through their yard. Yeah, and, right. Uh, like the the turkeys, I've watched the turkeys grow over the last probably five yeah. or six years, and they walk around now. And a couple of years ago, we had some problem turkeys. Yeah, uh, they were uh, they're attacked. over by the police station. Yeah, actually. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They 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 migrate all over there, and um, they're they haven't been problemsome. No, knock on wood. Yeah. But uh, with a couple of years ago, we did have some problem ones that a mass wildlife had to come in and remove. Um, they were. Uh, uh, Basically, the I, I I said that I was saying that they were they were higher they were thinking they were higher on the food chain than what they were yeah because the only people they really saw were the ones running from them because they were scared yeah and right. ones feeding them so uh, <laughs> yeah. so they put themselves higher on the food chain than what they were and there was two males that we had to have removed. Uh, we're speaking with Terry Cripps, the animal officer in the town of Fairhaven. We're also taking your calls if you want to ask him a question at 508-996-0500. I know a lot of people did were calling in and asking questions about a hawk. A giant hawk in Fairhaven a few years back. Do you remember that? Um, not. I remember one hawk took a cat. 
That was uh, it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and they do. They do. And that's why I, I really try and tell people to keep their cats inside. Small dogs, uh, if you have a small dog. And a lot of people don't think a hawk can fly away with it. They can. Yeah. They can. And uh, we uh, even coyotes, uh, you know, they don't, they, they generally, you know, I, we've gotten calls, you know, coyotes following me. Um, they're just more curious. They're curious. But if they do see a smaller dog and they are hungry and, they, and it's the spring and when they have, chil- they have their children back in their den, they're, they're uh, going to feed. They're good. They want to feed, you know, okay. and they're going to do what they got to do. So, so protect your small, smaller pets. Your from- smaller pets, yeah. And, you, and even if you're larger ones, you don't want them tangling with a coyote or a, or a fox or anything because there is the possibility of rabies. Even though we haven't had rabies in this town for a lot of years now, the last uh, case I think was probably 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, den of uh, foxes that had it, and they had, oh. to, be, they had to be removed. But um, it was before my day. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't want them tangling, tangling with wildlife. Any other general advice you'd give people for, uh, with their pets that you don't see followed up very often in town? If, if uh, many people, when they 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 always say their dog is chipped, you know, okay. oh, I, I had my dog neutered and spayed, and it's chipped, but they don't go online to the company, and oh, sometimes a small point. fee, you know, maybe yeah. it's twenty five dollars a year or something like that. Yeah. If if I find a stray dog and they don't have they they're not licensed, or if they are licensed, they don't have the license, you know, attached to their collar. Okay. It, it makes it so much easier if I find a, a license a dog that has a license. Um, I can hit it up on my phone and take a look and see where the dog belongs. I can, you know, it's a lot less stressful for for me to bring him right back home and say, "Hey, here's your here's your dog." So you can like what, put the license number on the collar or something. Um, when you get a dog's licensed, yeah. uh, that license, it'll have a, a license number. You know, it starts at zero zero one and it goes all the way up. I think we, you know, sometimes we have close to three thousand licensed dogs in the town. Okay, it'll have you know, say it's license one two three. I can hit up on my phone and uh, hit up the license list and and say, oh, that belongs to you know John Smith over here at one twenty three Main Street. And okay, I, and I can return the dog right away okay. instead of bringing him back to the shelter, trying to find, uh, trying to you know, post him on Facebook and. And then, uh, you know, it stresses the dog out going back and going to a shelter and, uh, and uh, they can get him straight home. I can't. The first thing I did when I got my cat microchipped is I logged on to, to the, the website and I got everything registered because otherwise, what's the, the point? I, I can tell you, I, I've been uh, all in all, I've been doing this job for combined both since I've been doing it probably close to eight years. And uh, I think I found two maybe three that were actually dogs that were uh, chipped and and registered that's incredible and uh it's all i just had we just had one over the summer it was down on the beach and uh, on the neck and i i hit it up and it said it registered to someone in minnesota and uh, so i called them and the guy was like i sold that dog three years ago to somebody (laughs) and it turned out these people were visiting someone in uh in minnesota they lived down the neck and they um they the dog was licensed and everything, but yeah. they didn't have license affixed to the collar. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, it's and, and I hear so many times, oh, my dog always comes back, and, and my saying is they always come back until they don't. Yeah, right, exactly. And, you know, keep just and there is a leash law in town, and keep your dogs on a leash. It's, of course, it's real easy. And uh, but so many people, you know, they 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 uh, they think, oh, I have complete control of my dog. Trust me, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't. And they have, when they have an yeah. animal instinct, if they see a squirrel. They don't care if you're calling them back. They they're going after it. Right. So you know, keep keep your dog leashed all the time, and it's 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 safe for them. Like you said, it's an instinct that they can't even help themselves if they wanted to. Right. Oh yeah. 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 So so um, you, you're the reason you're here. Uh, 
actually to talk about an event that you guys got going on Saturday, yep, right? this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, so tell us about it. Yep, it's from uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We're turning uh, Fairhaven Animal Shelter into, uh, we call it the Fairhaven Haunted Shelter. Cool. And um, it's not going to be factory of terror, terror or anything. So, you know, we'll be, I wouldn't say little kid friendly, but, uh, you know, because they might get scared. But we're going to we're transform the shelter into a haunted house. Okay. And uh, we're taking donations. We don't have a set amount. Uh, we've always found, always found that if you ask for, I always tell the kids when they, like a lot of kids do lemonade stands mm-hmm. and they raise money for the shelter. And the ones who say, you know, give me 50 cents for a cup of lemonade, that's all they're getting. Yeah, right. You say make a donation to the shelter, people yeah. would drop in fives, tens. Of course. So, um, and, that, and all the money will go into our gift account, which we draw cool. off of for, we've, we've done so much with our gift account. I can't even, pretty much every, everything from fixing our roof to uh, putting in fencing in the back. And uh, to, to, so we had more, we kind of separated our uh, exercise area for the dogs. Uh, they all come all from our gift account. We just installed a... Um, uh, a couple of years ago, we installed a ramp to get into our garage. So um, our uh, our volunteers in wheelchairs, they can get into the garage. They cool. couldn't get into the garage without going all the way out and opening the garage door. So right. um, this will the event will be 100% wheelchair accessible. Awesome. And uh, so um, anybody in wheelchairs will be able to go in and uh, and go on out. But it's not gonna be, it's not going to be that scary. I, uh, I was, <laughs> we had some we had a couple fog machines we're going to use. We we're going to use yeah. some of that uh, some black lights and stuff. And uh, I, tr- I tried out the fog machine in my office. Uh, Yesterday and luckily uh, I had to open my windows before it set the smoke detector off. I had to put off put off a little more than I thought. I'm trying to. I got. The, I think I got the flyer here. Yeah. So it's this Saturday. Yep. 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the animal shelter over here on Bridge Street. Yep. Right next to Boca. Now, now it's known as the the, the restaurant formerly known as uh, Pasta House. Yes. So right next to it. Um, yes. Uh, our canine unit uh, uh, officer Jadoin, uh She is. Um, uh, from her her nonprofit that she has from things, she's providing coffee and donuts and um, and cool. hot chocolate. Uh, we're gonna have candy at the end, Excellent. and uh, so we we just have we had a bunch of donations. Everything that we're using that we're putting together was all donated uh, from our volunteers to people bringing stuff in, like black lights, strobe lights, stuff like that. Every one hundred percent, it was all donated. All the candy was all donated. Um, we did it some a couple of years ago during COVID. We had people spaced out six feet apart, and we had my uh, my former assistant. She was uh, up there dressed as a witch in their attic, and we, she was throwing down um, Ziploc bags of candy. And we did went through two hundred and fifty in the first forty five minutes, and oh. uh, so we had a we did well over five hundred uh, uh, gift bags. For the wow! Thing last, and that was it was. I think people were just fed up with uh, sitting at home, and it was near the end of the pandemic, and we got. Yeah. Paid. And I'm hoping to get just as big of a, uh, a turnout. We have uh, emergency management's going to provide spotlights cool. out front. Uh, we have a, um, a detail. I think uh, you're going to see our the famous uh, Lieutenant Sabral out there as our detail officer. Last I looked, I think Great he, guy. he got it. Yep, yeah. yep. And he's going to be out there um, providing safety. Most of the parking is probably going to have to be at Walmart. Okay. Uh, so that's the reason we're going um, to have so then. lights. Detail then. Lights will have a detail yeah. to get people safely across. Yeah. And um, it, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. So um, we're speaking with Harry Cripps, the animal officer in Fairhaven. Uh, I'm still more interested. I, I'm interested in the event. I'm still interested in more uh, details on uh, how people can better take care of their pets. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and um, a lot. The main thing is 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 license your pet. Yeah. Uh, to get licensed, a lot of people think it costs all this money. The only thing you're required by law is uh, to have a rabies, uh, current rabies um, okay. vaccination. Uh, your first rabies vaccination is always one year. Every time after that, if you can provide a um, uh, uh, 
proof of a former uh, uh, a previous rabies vaccination is three years every time. And, okay. you know, you, you can go to you don't have to go to the vet. A lot of people go to the vet and they're complaining, you know, just to say hi to a vet now costs $100. And mm-hmm. uh, you, they have over here a tractor supply, a pet supply plus. Um, both vets in town, Capeway and uh, New England, we do. I get with them every year, and we do a um, a uh, rabies clinic. It costs like ten dollars, fifteen dollars for a rabies vaccine. That's the only one you're required to do. I recommend distemper too, uh, okay? But because um, there is distemper out there, believe uh, this distemper is way more pop, revel, uh, prevalent around here. What is that? It's it's a neurological disease, pretty much like like rabies, oh. and um, it uh, shares part of the same same uh, characteristics. And um, we've had a couple of raccoons in town that had distemper, and and uh, we unfortunately they had to be um, uh, youthly uh, euthanized, and uh, mm-hmm. mainly euthanized. And um, so um, get, get get distemper because if your dog gets entangled with a raccoon and has distemper, you know your dog can get it too. Okay. And, and the same thing thing applies to distemper. First one's one year, then every every time after that is three years. So. Um Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program. Let's actually go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. How you doing? How you doing, Officer Chris? I, I have a question that that's been uh, on my mind for a very long time, and it has to do with Fisher cats. Are you familiar with Fisher cats? Yeah, yeah, sure am. Okay, what do they look like? How dangerous are they to humans? What do they feed on? And how prolific are they in the surrounding area? They 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 are in the area. They mainly um, we have them around the um, East Fairhaven, I'd say, and um, uh, down the Neck a lot. And I'm sure there's some on, on West Island as well. Um, they they very they stay away from people as much as they can. I'm going to tell you, I've been doing this for for a while. I've never found a live fisher cat. I've never seen a live fisher cat. That's how they they're very elusive. Um, they basically look like kind of like a. A large badger. Um, they have teeth probably about the size of a, of a good-sized dog. Um, uh, a lot of times when people have chickens in town, they'll call me up and they say, something got into my uh, my chicken coop and killed all my chickens. Um, you always know it's a fisher cat when they uh, they rip their heads off. They, they, they wow. rip their heads, all the chickens, that they rip their heads off. Um, they're, they're very mean. You don't want to tank with one of them. Um, they're in the weasel family. They're there um we have weasels in town we have a lot of weasels in town believe it or not um and um fisher cats and uh ferrets are all in the same family um, so somebody was sent, telling me that fisher cats kill just for the sake of killing is that true you know i can i i would say so yeah because um, i know i know uh weasels do and uh like uh, we i recently went to a call and a woman said there was a ferret under her uh under her uh shed and i go out there and i see a lot of those uh big black uh rat traps and uh, I told her, I said, I looked under it, I said, it's, a, it's actually a weasel. And weasels will kill just to kill. Yeah. They'll, they'll kill rats, mice, and they can get where all the rats and mice are going. So they're the best thing to have. I've, I've uh, had them uh, in houses before, and I just take them out and just let them go. Let yeah. them go. They're very, very smart. They can uh, fit through pretty much any little hole, any little hole a mouse or a rat can fit through. A weasel can go through. When people see them, they think they're ferrets. Uh, they're a little bit smaller, a little bit skinnier. Uh, kind of have a pointier head, but the uh, fisher cats. Uh, just Google Google the images. Um, images. They have like a big tail, and they run just like a weasel. Their back goes up in the air, and they kind of thing. I've seen videos of them. Honestly, I've never seen one. That's how elusive they are. They stay. Uh, they stay clear of people. 
Uh, like I had one woman call me and she said she looks on her camera and, you know, it's motion detected. And she says every morning at about 5 a.m., there's a, a fisher cat running through her yard. What should I do about it? I said, don't go out at 5 a.m. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going out there messing with that. Yeah, right. And, you, and it's illegal to trap and move wildlife. A lot of people still do it. I want to tell you right now. A lot of I know they sell the have a heart traps over here at Tractor Supply. Uh, it's illegal to trap and move wildlife. That's all I can say about that. And I can't. I can't do it. And I know people. I know people are doing it, but it's illegal to do it. Thank you for your information. Been very helpful. Thank you. Thank have you. a good night. So Terry, um, you mentioned chickens. That's a growing. That's like a. That's a new thing. Yes. Is there any like advice you'd give for people who are chicken owners here in town? Get a permit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a, a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, we, we, as a matter of fact, we're facing a thing with overrun of uh, guinea pigs right now because during the pandemic, everyone wanted pets. Uh, yeah. and, and I thought the opposite would happen when we went into the pandemic and we had to let, you know, over 30 volunteers leave the shelter. I thought for sure that, you know, we were going to get overrun. It was just me and my assistant at the time, and we were going to have to do everything ourselves. We were down to one dog and one cat. Wow. And I think at one point, I think we had one cat for a little while because everybody was home. They all wanted pets. And the people were going to pet stores and getting guinea pigs and getting chickens. And um, they, you know, it's easy to get. You go right over here. I keep saying tractor supply, but I give, you go right to tractor supply. You, they sell the chicks. They're really cheap. And uh, unfortunately, those the, 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 when you sell them that cheap – they don't sex them, so uh, you don't uh-huh. know if you're getting males or females. Oh. And your neighbors probably won't know you have chickens in your backyard. They will know if you have a rooster. Yeah. And um, we've it, and I've had to deal with that several times after the pandemic. Um, going out and verifying they have a thing, going over to the board of health, and they have to apply for a permit. And um, you have to have a permit if uh, you have under five acres, I think it is. But a lot of people they're just getting them anyway. Yeah. And and. It better to ask for uh, forgiveness than permission, and that type of deal. So, Terry, you're um, for people who might just be tuning in. You're the animal, animal control officer here in Fairhaven. There's an event at the shelter. Uh, it's six to nine. Bring your kids. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You said Fairhaven TV is going to be there, or nope. no? no uh, uh, emergency management. Emergency provide, management. They're going to provide a yeah. thing. Um, actually, the the our my brothers and sisters over at the fire department. They're going to have uh, a trunk or treat over at Hastings from six thirty to eight. Cool. So if you're over there in New Bedford, Mattapoisett, Akushnik, good night to come over to Fairhaven. There's plenty of time to do both. Cool. Um, they, they're, I, it's going to be a pretty big event over there. You can load load the kids up on uh, chocolate and come over to. Uh, and uh, to the the shelter, and then we we'll have uh, candy at the end of that. And you said you had a, you had a major turnout last time, uh, right? Like a oh, few yeah. hundred. Yeah, people. we were just we were just throwing candy out of the window because it was during the pandemic. Amazing. out of the out of the attic window. We did over five hundred kids. Wow! And um, so I'm hoping to get more than that this time. Um, we're asking for donations. Uh, cool. We're gonna have a, um, a donation bin. We'll have a, a couple of volunteers out there, and um, you know, drop in what you what what you can. Yeah. You know, and if you can't afford anything, come on in anyway. And those and those donations go to the shelter. Yeah, go directly into our you know, gift, gift account. Other than yep. the funding that's earmarked for you, you've got to raise money. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. couldn't make it without our gift account. Definitely couldn't. You know, and I, 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 I we, we I give tours and I'll show the amount of food that we have for the animals. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent of that is donated. Wow. Uh, our our laundry detergent, our bleach. We just recently uh, ran out of we ran out of uh, pine shavings and uh, guinea pig food. We asked for pine shavings and guinea pig food. Within three hours, I kid you not, we have a month's worth. So you just have loose guinea pigs running around town? Is that like is no? It, is, okay, no, no, no. People are getting them and then uh, they're they're uh, surrendering them to shelters. I was just talking to. There's a guinea That's pig awful. rescue. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I was just talk, uh, talking with the guinea pig rescue out there in Western Mass, and they normally have about 50. They have over 400 right now. Okay. And uh, we're just – all the shelters were overrun with guinea pigs, rabbits. Everybody wanted to get these. Rabbits, you, they, they just let them go. They think they can they can survive on their own. That's terrible. Uh, just last year, last um, just after it usually happens right after Easter. Yeah, uh, I always say that they, they they buy their kids a, a, a rabbit for Easter. It's in by Mother's Day. It's in a shelter. Wow. And you know, doing that to try and and I've heard this all the time. Teach your teach your kid responsibility. How about yeah. have them clean their room and clean the bathroom first, yes. and see if they can do that before they can take care of a small animal. Yeah. Because if their their punishment is bring it to the shelter. Yeah, and they don't care anymore because they're not gonna. They're not gonna. Uh, less, less they have to do. Yeah, less they have to do. Yeah, that's terrible. That like makes me upset. So, um, so I'm a cat owner. Yep. What a bangle, I, I believe. A bangle cat. Yes. God I, bless you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's she's quite a bit. Um, but uh, she's great. So what what advice would you give to cat owners in town? Cat owners, I always encourage people to make keep cats indoors. And no good can come from putting your cat outside. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've had this argument with people, and they can tell me, "Oh no, the cats live longer outside." They do not. You go to any ask any vet, they'll tell you. And they, they, if they come back with a um, with a with a, a bite or something, which happens a lot to outdoor cats, if you bring them in, they, there's uh, automatic four month uh, quarantine in your house because it's a wound of unknown origin, and oh. that's a that's a state law. You have to keep your cat in your house for four months. So. Um, no, no good can come from what you cat out. A lot of people do it anyway. You know, yeah. they, they argue with me and they say, oh, no, no, they, that's what they're supposed to do. Go out and eat mice. Yeah. But let's just say your neighbor has mice and he thinks, well, I'm just going to poison them, you know, and do, do the math there. You know, keep your right. cats in. Keep your cats in. And I know a lot of people disagree with me on that. I feel very strongly about that. And, uh, you know, I have I have four cats and they don't see the outside. Yeah. You know, you know actually, when I had a I had a cat when I was younger that we just like let loose yeah. And, uh, you know, he'd come back with like just markings all over his face and all over his body. And I don't think we quarantined him. <laughs> no, we didn't yeah. know about the state law back then. But eventually you just went out and never came back, basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I always say they always do until they don't. Yeah. And so, you know, keep the, keep your cats in. I know a lot of people are going to argue with me on that. And they, I, I just, they, nothing good can come from putting them outside. Yeah. Nothing good. Just keep, keep your cats in. And, uh, um, you know, think, thinking of that, you know, some people like to argue with me when, when uh, during the during the summer months, we we spent we I respond a lot to dogs and hot cars. Um, it's terrible. It's horrible. And yeah. you would think the education's there, mm-hmm. but it's there's always going to be one of the bunch. Yeah. And and I I plead with them and I I tell them, listen, if, if if you're not worried about if you don't think you know you think you're only in there for five minutes, even though by the time somebody saw the dog and called me and I was in the north end of Fairhaven, I had to get to Walmart. It was a lot more than five minutes. Um, just think of it like this: there are people out there that would steal that dog and sell it on Craigslist in a New York second. Yeah. And you see it all the time. You see, you go on, go on Craigslist anytime, and you'll you'll see people selling animals. Yeah, selling animals. And uh, that happened in New Bedford. I think it was last year, year before, someone stole a husky out of a yard, and the 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 guy sold it on Craigslist. He took a picture of it and said, "My landlord just found the dog. I have to sell sell the dog. The first three hundred gets it." And the guy made three hundred bucks. And then, of course, they, luckily, the people got their dog back. Yeah. But um, you know, think of it like that. You know, people will gladly break a window and steal. You know, they see a you know these yeah. these breed some of these breeds. 
when you go to breeders, and I don't support breeders, but you go to breeders, you're talking three thousand minimum, if yeah. not five, six, seven thousand dollars for a dog. Yeah. And people will sell them on Craigslist for a grand. You know, especially if it's young little, uh, you know, Yorkie Poo or whatever designer breeds. I used to call them mutts, but they're designer breeds now. Yeah. But they'll they'll sell them real quick. What do you mean by you don't support breeders? I don't. I don't. I, when when this country's putting down one hundred eighty thousand dogs every year, there's enough dogs. Yeah. Right. And I know some of them, you know, they, and I don't, I don't, I don't uh, put them down. I don't speak out against them. But uh, when you know how many, bre- how many, you know, purebred dogs that we get at the shelter that are a year old, because yeah. they buy the puppy, they fell in love with the puppy, not the dog. And it's oh, awful. Well, I got, I, they, you know, they want to, they want to, you know, oh look how cute that puppy is. How much is? It? Oh, two thousand dollars. Here you go. And then they bring it to the shelter. You know, I've had and back to back purebred German shepherds that were a year old and you know they, they become too much and when you get a high energy dog like that you have to you have to exercise them yeah. if you do not exercise that dog i always say a well-exercised dog is a well-behaved dog yeah um if you do not if you don't find something positive for that dog to do like a long walk you know or or send the doggy daycare so they can get socialization with other dogs and other people um they're going to find something to do with that energy right and you know, and we have you have people that will take a, a German Shepherd and go from a crate for eight hours a day, and then come home. They let them out in the yard, then let them right back in, feed them, and then they sit down on the couch because they worked all day. But you know, the dog doesn't go for a walk. You right. know, and you have, you have to energize. You know, you have to get that energy out of them. And what you're saying is, you've got a lot of dogs and cats over there at the shelter that need a home. Yeah, right now, right now we're doing well. We have three, three That's dogs, good. three dogs, and one cat. And That's we excellent. Have, we have some other kittens in foster. Yes, ones at my house, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, not staying. But um, uh, uh, when I, when you when you when you work in a shelter, you know you, you work in a shelter and you see the with, sometimes. I mean, we were over overrun about a month ago. We had I had one empty kennel, and um, at one point we had no empty kennels, and I got a stray dog. I had to put him in the bathroom. Wow, because we had no other place to put him. And that's why when when you see these breeders out there breeding, you know they they advertise on on social media. Hey, look, when my dog just had another litter, I have you know they're three thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. You know why go to there when you can go to a shelter? You know? Right. And, and believe me, the shelter dogs, you know, a lot of oh no, I wouldn't go to a shelter dog. They're going to be too much work. Mm-hmm. And, well, you may be that may, may be so, but you know, when you get a puppy, they're a lot of work. Terry, can I hold you t- after this break? Yeah, sure. All right, great. Terry, um, we're speaking with Terry Cripps, the the dog officer, uh, dog officer, the animal officer of Fairhaven. But you said your your shelter often sees it's it, it sort of comes in waves, so you know it ebbs and flows. The amount of animals that you might have come into your shelter, it could be very high volume. Where you know you said you have to put them, uh, you know, you have to put one in the bathroom because yep. you're out of kennels, yep. or it could be, you know, you, you, uh, lower volume. Is there, does that correspond with a time of year or certain, like, societal goings-on that you have this, or does it you just know, kind I, of happen? It, I think it just kind of happens. I don't really don't uh, think there's ever been a study on that, but yeah. um, I do know, like, during the pandemic, we were empty. We had nothing, mm-hmm. and everyone was home. As a matter of fact, we adopted a dog out during the pandemic, and it was to a teacher, and as soon as... Uh, they were doing in in person class again. That dog came right back, and uh, you know she just didn't make plans for when she was going back to work. And uh, a lot of you know, I always tell people make sure oh my god the animal fits your fits <laughs> your uh, your lifestyle. Yeah. If you don't, if your lifestyle is working twelve hours a day, mm-hmm. but you still want an animal, maybe a cat. Yeah. You know, because you know I, I always tell people that uh, 
you know, cats used to be considered gods, and they yeah. haven't forgotten that. Yeah, and so, you know, they, they can do without you, you know, like yes. for 12 hours, and then when you come home, maybe they, they're like, oh, okay, you're home, feed me now. Yeah, you know, right. Or put some more food in this, this bowl and uh, get, get an animal that, that fits your lifestyle. You know, yeah. don't, don't just, the, oh, I want a German Shepherd because I had a German Shepherd when I was a child. But you're working, you know, 8, 12 hours a day. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work out. It does, just doesn't work out, and they end up in a shelter. Right. And, you know, we get, we, like, I, I was, uh, I was telling, um, telling Marcus here on the, on the break, we had a, had a woman that had brought in a dog once to surrender. It was like a, a York, Yorkshire Terrier, about seven months old, fully vetted, didn't have to put a dime into this dog. She said the dog was too needy. And uh, that was the worst, worst excuse I ever heard. She said, wherever I go, the dog is, you yeah. know, and I said, yeah, I think a lot of people would like that. Right. And, and we do, when we do get those dogs in, you know, the seven-month-old, um, you know, Shih Tzus and Yorkies and stuff like that, we get a lot of applications on them. And, you know, and I try and tell people we have, you know, 30 applications, one dog. You know, we, yeah. we just had a, um, a Corgi in, a one-year-old Corgi, beautiful dog, 34 applications. And, uh, you know, I have people come in screaming at me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I have one dog. You know, and, right. uh, and we, we, you know, how do you make that choice? Why wasn't I chosen? Why wasn't I chosen? I wish I could tell you, you know, and right. it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. So Terry, you have an event on Saturday. Can you tell us more about that? Yep. It's going to be this Saturday night at, uh, at the shelter from, uh, six o'clock to, uh, nine o'clock and we turn it into, turn our shelter into a, uh, a haunted house we call it the fear haven and uh, haunted shelter and we're going to have our volunteers there dressed up in uh, costumes uh rumor has it there's going to be uh michael myers and jason are going to be there wow. i think uh, i don't know if they're going to battle in the end they don't get along. but uh <laughs> I, I hear both of them are going to be there um, right, cool. we're going to have uh, candy at the end we have we're going to have uh, the strobe lights and black lights going and uh, we, have, we have a lot of props that uh volunteers have been bringing in and uh, we're closed on all day saturday and um, so we're going to be setting up all day Saturday for that. And, cool. Uh, it looks like it be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. You, uh, you told me that there's huge turnouts for this, too. So it's going to be a great event. Yep. Um, so, so Terry, running it, you know, obviously you're talking about this as a community effort. You've got uh, a gift account that you rely on and all of that. You've got volunteers. Is there anybody in particular that you want to give, like, a special shout-out to that you want to thank for, for their efforts? Oh, you know what? And, and I know we, I joke a lot, a lot about them, but... Uh, um, Captain Badello, he's, he's, he's always been there for us. And he's, a. if there's ever a person that's a bigger animal lover than me, it's him. And, uh, yeah. we, when I, when I went to him and I said, Hey, we have a German shepherd that needs a total knee replacement, $9,000. Can I, can I raise the money for it? And he said, absolutely. And I can tell you not in, no shelter would have done that. Right. And, and we, and we did, we did do it. We raised over $11,000 for that dog. Wow. Um, but, uh, uh, like Captain Mike, he, uh, he stands by us, and I, I, I can only imagine if you went, if another shelter went up to their board and said, "Hey, we want to, you know, put nine thousand dollars into one dog." Yeah, yeah. You got to take a look at the, 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 the money in that. And like a few years ago, we had two dogs that tested positive for all four tick-borne diseases. Oh my. When, when you do it, when you test for heartworm and Lyme, there's, there's two other ones in there too. The, the, both these dogs tested positive for all four. Wow. Um, three of them are pretty easy. Heartworm, that's about eighteen hundred to to 2500 per dog to treat right. and a lot of people don't know that you, you treat you treat uh, heartworm with um with medical grade uh arsenic oh and uh that's what you first you kill the eggs then you kill the worms and right. then they have to cough cough them out it's pretty it's a long process yeah and um sounds great when, when i went to the cap said hey you know we have two dogs can we can we raise the money yep go for it we, we put the plea out we we raised 
twice as much as we needed. Wow. The rest went in the gift account. As a matter of fact, that's the reason we have our, our we have a whole stainless steel kitchen now. And we had an old Formica that was falling apart. And um, we raised, we took the extra money and spent it on that. And uh, makes it easier to clean, more sanitary than right. uh, than Formica. And and uh, so, yeah, yeah, he uh, he really stands by us. He, he, he supports us 100%. That's very cool. Um, so, can I hold you again? If you want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you My don't mind. Bedtime's coming up, but go ahead. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hold you one more break. <laughs> New Bedford's News Talk Station. Fairhaven, uh, thank you for joining me this evening. Uh, I've had a really fun conversation. I hope you'll come back. Hopefully, Chris will be here next time, and we can have uh, a, a good conversation about animal issues in town and, and how people can better take care of their pets. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I think Anytime, that, I'll come on. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So. Uh, before I let you go, you have an event this Saturday. It's a huge event, uh, and it's back this year. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, we're going to have uh, turn our shelter at 200 Bridge Street into a haunted shelter, and we have all our volunteers going to dress up. Um, like I said, Michael Myers, not the chief Michael Myers, but uh, the uh, the guy from the movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good distinction to make here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chief might show up. I don't know. But uh, um, we're going to have uh, – he's going to be there. Jason's going to be there. We're going to have uh, – people dressed up a couple of witches and um volunteers are going to be uh hiding all over the place in the shelter and it's wheelchair accessible so uh 100 wheelchair accessible so um come on come on through and get some candy at the end hopefully get a little scare yeah um and as said my my brothers and sisters of the fire department they're having their trick or trunk trick or trunk at the hastings so it's right around the corner short drive uh you can do both come on over to fairhaven this saturday night it's gonna be a nice night i know i think it's homecoming uh uh dance that night so we won't see any high school kids from Fairhaven. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. um all are welcome to come on in and uh it's gonna be um we're gonna have lighting out front we're gonna have uh parking probably over by Walmart. Um uh Boca uh is probably gonna be packed the on a Saturday night. house. The, the, the old the, 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 the restaurant formerly known as the Pasta Just, House yeah, yeah. gonna be uh gonna be packed packed I think so um um so we're, our drive, our park, our uh, driveways are not going to be used, uh, so you can park across the street. We're going to have Lieutenant Sabral over there uh, making sure everyone gets safety across the street. So Saturday, 6 to 9 at uh, the Fairhaven Animal Shelter. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bring your kids, wear your costume. Uh, you're going to have to uh, – you can park at the Walmart. Um, there will be a police detail there, and it's a major event, so you're not going to want to miss it. Terry, thank you so much for thank com- you. coming on. I appreciate it. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. If you want to hear everything, that was um, Terry Cripps, the animal officer in Fairhaven. Uh, they do a lot of great work down there at the um, at the shelter, so uh, you should definitely go out and support them at the event. That is um, this Saturday. The Fair the Fear Havens Haunted Shelter. It's this Saturday. October 29th. It's this Saturday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, so wear your costume, bring your kids. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're turning it into a, a haunted house. That'll be great. You said all the, all, all the, um, all your, all the household names in, uh, in Halloween will be there. You got Jason, Freddie, uh, et cetera. So Mike Myers, the, it's it's good. It's going to be good. So it's going to be a huge event. Last year it was a huge event. Uh, so hundreds of people showed up. So you're going to want to be there too. That's this Saturday, six to nine. Again, I, I 
you know, really appreciate the work he does over there with the Fayetteville Police Department because um, it's really, as a pet owner myself, it's 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 gutting to think that someone would give their pets up at a shelter that would adopt a living creature and then just surrender them. Now, sometimes, <clears throat> listen, I'm not unsympathetic to, because people give their kids up for adoption, right? And sometimes, you know, you might be in a situation where you are incapable of taking care. <clears throat> Sorry, you know, water, but I'm on air and I can't get to the uh, cooler. So sometimes you're unable, right? Something happens, you're overwhelmed, you've got this going on, you've got that going on, and maybe the plans that you made uh, aren't feasible anymore. Uh, and so you can't, right? You can't take care of your your dog, your cat, your child, your, you know, your gerbil, et cetera. Um, because of everything you've got going on, the best thing you can do for the for the that living organism, right, is to um, see if they can find a better home elsewhere. I get all that, but if you're just like, oh my god, you know, it's too needy, it's too this, it's too that, then I mean, you know, you should get used to it. Get used to it. Pets are. Pets are, are amazing to have, and they make your life better. But that doesn't mean they're not a sacrifice, right? You're going to have to give up some of your time. You're going to have to give up some of your time, some of your energy to taking care of the pet. But that's it's all worth it to me. I don't know. I heard some of those stories. You tell me some of the stories off air. We heard some of the stories on air about people just giving, just giving up their pets because they just like didn't feel like it anymore. Like it's like I said, like it's one thing if you if you've got stuff going on and you you you, you know you're overwhelmed and you can't deal with it anymore. That's fine. But if you're just like oh too needy, oh man, you know I just I just don't like it anymore. I think that's terrible. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's how you should treat a living thing. So that's my soapbox moment for that issue, I suppose. But I'll have, I'll not step down from my soapbox because that's kind of the point of the show <laughs> is that I'm here on a soapbox. So uh, we got the rest of the show coming up. We've got Ryan Pereira, City, uh, City Council Ward 6, come, calling in for council postgame. Just ran into him. So we'll get, we'll talk to him. And I'll, I'll